It's like candelabras, like because Joe is not as tall as David, is what a lot of people are. So don't feel bad about that. How tall are you exactly, actually? Four. Okay. Yeah. That's good and tall. In the upper echelon, there's actually like a subreddit for tall people. Are you serious? And, and you're on it. Of course you're on it. No, I'm not on it. I'm not, I'm not that big about my height because I know there are people taller than me. You know what? And it actually makes me angry. It makes you angry that there's when a subreddit I, about tall people? No, when I see people taller than me. Like if I'm in a room and there's a dude taller than me, I instantly just like... Because that's your thing? It's my thing. It's your thing. You're like, you're like I am always a tall... <laughs> Yes. You did. <laughs> oh, that's your superpower. David has many superpowers. Um, one is um, floor managing. Another is place, basically running this place. Um, and then three is filling in when Joe is illin, and he be illin right now. He uh, he's got uh, he's got something happening in that stomach that I don't think is a good. Things. So thank God we have our superhero David to fill in, but we have other superhero news to get to on Pop That Culture. And I didn't think people were that attached, but they seem to be a little alarmed that Henry Cavill is possibly no longer going to be playing Superman. Superman out. Oh really? You think maybe like for the initial movie that he he was all excited when he first got cast yeah, to be Superman, but then after he was in two more movies, the Batfleck one, well, he was like, I'm not shaving for you. Mission Impossible Six Fallout is way more important. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and like ride the Mission Impossible train for a while. And just a better train. Superman behind. No, it is. Yeah, because the the first one people didn't know. Uh, we, it was Dawn of Justice, right? That was the first one. Um, and so they they're like, all right, let's give it let's give it a chance. And then when he was in Batman versus Superman, and that was a hot mess. I'm sure he got a little depressed. And by the time they got to super depressed, and by the time they got to Justice League, you're right. He wasn't even trying anymore. He's like, reshoots. Schmoots, fine. I got a stick. Superman's got a stash. Everybody's like, the production company's like, yeah, it's fine, just shut it off. And they're finally, like, yeah, shut it off. He's like, he's like, no, I would like you to spend at least $3 million to cover up my facial hair. That's how much I'm not into Justice League. Nor should I be. But yeah, it's actually kind of sort of a, a weird reason why it's more about timing, I think, than it is that they weren't happy with his performance. I, I don't blame him for anything that's gone wrong in these super oh, movies. No, 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 no. It's uh, called like script and director and yeah. What's wrong with the DC universe right now? Not Henry Cavill, I can that. No, because you're adorable, Henry Cavill. Um, yeah, so they're, I guess they're going to do a Supergirl movie, which is going to be more of an origin story, and she would be a teenager, which he would still be a baby at that point. I know. Origins. Nobody cares. They just want to see the superheroes punch things. That well, cool. that's true. And they, I guess they were going to try and have him do a cameo in Shazam as well, and just none of these things are working out. And then Henry Cavill posted a weird video on his Instagram, and it's him looking really sad into the camera, and then he holds up his Superman, uh, Superman action figure, and he's just kind of staring, and then he puts the action figure down, and his shirt says kryptonite? Yeah, yeah. And I don't know. Is this like a message or something? Is that a is that a, a cry for help? I'm still Superman or I'm not Superman anymore? And his agent said, No, 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 the cape's still in the closet, decisions haven't been made. We haven't heard an official official word from Warner Brothers, but 
Is Superman kind of like James Bond? Where you just every, I don't know, four or five years or two or three movies, you need a new guy? I mean, who cares, really? At this point, like, <laughs> the DC Universe is not established as like a, like a powerhouse juggernaut like Marvel Studios is right now. No. So they still have time to sort of mix and match things to a formula that works. Which yeah. I don't know if they need something that works. Well, they did find something that works, and that's Wonder Woman. That's true. I mean, she's really the bright, shining star. She was one of the better things about that stupid Justice League movie. Um, so she's all right, and I think they should just kind of lean into that and give Superman a rest for a while. Like how, what Marvel did was they brought out Iron Man was a very, I actually saw a poster, like the original teaser poster for the first Iron Man. Everybody was like, uh, Iron Man, Iron Man's a second rate hero, like nobody cares about him, why are they making They do when it's Robert Downey Jr. And it ended up spawning this entire universe of comic book movies that everybody still enjoys to this day. Yeah. People love the comic and people who don't. Yeah, that's true. So maybe Wonder Woman's your jumping off point. It's very possible. Listen, if you find something that works, stick with it. They have not necessarily found something that works recently for Batman, and there's also some questions about what's going to happen there. Um, so everybody liked the dark, gritty take with Christopher Nolan and Christian Bale and that whole Batman series. But then things got weird when Ben Affleck started to do his take on the Batman role. from announcement, really. Everybody's like, are you really? They're like, Affleck? Are you? I mean, Argo was good, but I don't. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, he's a very good director. Gone Baby Gone, also a good movie. Um, but so he apparently is not going to be playing the Batman role going forward, and there really haven't been very many good suggestions as to who should take it over. And then all of a sudden, people started saying, what about Kit Harington, who plays Jon Snow on Game of Thrones? And for that, I say, no way in hell. Not going to do it. So we have original Jon Snow, if we want to pop him up there. Bring up the Kit. Bring up the Kit Kat. No, nothing? Maybe? Yes, oh, there he is. All right. So this is how we're used to our Jon Snow in snow sometimes. Um, and he's very good at that role. And he is intense. He could pull off the mopey parts of Batman, I guess. But then people were like, all right, well, let's see what he looks like as Batman. So we have that version. Oh, it's so lifelike. I didn't even, that is convincing. I think it is. I think they've already picked his costume, but it looks like that. So that's the thing. And originally I was thinking he would suck as the Batman part, but actually most people are not into him as Bruce Wayne. The suave kind of playboy-ish part of that role. And I hate to be uh, a heightist, considering I'm with someone who's very tall and very sensitive about being tall, um, but he is 5'8", I think. And then someone um, put, you know, don't hate on Kit Harrington for this role just because he's shorter, because Michael Keaton, who played Batman, was only 5'9". He was good in both roles, and his height really just didn't even occur to me in that movie. So maybe you could use someone, but Ken is like Ken is a small dude. He's just like not just short, but he's like he's just he's a little guy. Yeah, he's just he's like pocket Batman. I don't know, and it just it doesn't. You need an imposing presence. 
Stop doing that, Joker. <laughs> oh. I'm going to kick oh. you in the knees. That's all I got. Ruffles his hair a little bit. <laughs> it's all. That is cute. He's just holding his hand out and Batman's taking swings. It's just not going <laughs> to. I'm going to tell the commissioner. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I haven't heard any other suggestions that are good for this one. And it's not like they can go with someone who's completely unknown. So it's going to have to be. It's, it's going to have to be someone, someone that we know, yeah. but... Maybe I think, like, when you put the mask and the costume on somebody, anybody can be Batman. Like, really, what, what draws people to Batman is the character outside of his bat persona. Right. So, like, Bruce Wayne is this tortured soul that his parents killed and is trying to fight crime, but doing it in a way that's not stepping on, like, right. holes and stuff. Well, Kit Harrington, because the Jon Snow character is a tortured soul, so he could do that part of it, but it's the... Bruce Wayne facade that has to be put out there to keep his identity a secret or whatever that I think he might struggle with. Who knows? You know who has never actually stepped into the superhero arena, and I think it would be hysterical. I don't think he could be Superman or Batman, but there's got to be a fit for Matthew McConaughey. Somewhere we need somebody with a slow southern drawl talking about Lincolns and uh, girls in high school staying the same age. Um, he was just on the Jimmy Fallon show and they, the Tonight Show, and they do a bit on it called, I think it's called True Confessions. So they each have two, um, it's Fallon and then his two guests, and they each have two envelopes in front of them. They tell them to choose an envelope, open it, they read the statement, and the other two guys have like 60 seconds to question them to figure out if that statement is true or not. So one in the envelope is going to be true, the other one is not. And so they try and fake the other people out. So Matthew McConaughey goes on and does this bit and tells a story about how he was on a mountain and charged by a ram and had to throw his baby 15 feet to his wife to save the baby from being hit by this ram. So here's how the story goes down and you'll get to see whether it's true or not. So you threw the baby to your wife? Yes, I who threw, was who had scattered down along the edge when the ram had me here with about a, a twenty foot drop, now, and I had like, to after I'd already got rid of the dog, I had to launch Levi through the air for my wife to catch, so we didn't get rammed off the edge. So you saved the dog first. Well, the dog is what. <laughs> <laughs> it was like those masks in the airplane. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so the dog was the one that was pissing the ram off. The dog's mm. the one that starts growling first, so I'm like, BJ, uh-uh. I had to get rid of the dog, and, and then I noticed like I'm holding. Is this like a baby holding. ram or like a full, No, this is, this was, this was the, mm. the alpha. Mm. Yeah, I'll tell you how in a minute. I knew that. <laughs> no, it's not a deliverance story or anything. Well, I think you just, I, I think you gave it away. I believe, I, there's no, it has to be true. What? I, got, I say it's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one, isn't it? Is it? And you know what? <laughs> That's 100 percent true. What? <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. Really? You threw the baby. Yeah, and here's what I, here's what happened, man. I mean, we we were having a picnic up there, and then what I noticed, and I I back up to the edge after I've gotten rid of the dog and got rid of my son, and I grab this little branch behind me tree, and I get behind it, and it's like this cherry bush with the, <laughs> about as thick as my pinky. Yeah. So I'm like, this is not going to save me at all. No, and I squared off and just tried to go as yoda as I could with this ram and just say, not me, whatever it is. He was kicking dirt and everything. He hops wow. off the left, swings back around. We look over on the other side, 
his harem is on the other side, so we were between him oh, yeah. and all of his ladies, and he didn't want any other male oh. scent on his mountain. It's such a it couldn't I be more a McConaughey story. story. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> I watching it, and I'm like. It's not true. It's just him making up stuff. Oh, it's true. It's so... He's out having a picnic and a bison charges. I mean... For sure. Yeah, it's it was so just a tailor-made for him, and I'm surprised he wasn't playing bongos beforehand. It was, you know, With his dog. His dog and his wife and his baby. Catch Levi! Let me throw it. Although he is promoting um, the movie White Boy Rick, and that one looks like it's going to be good, first of all, and may end up getting some uh, nominations for different things, too. So, I mean, not that we want um, the Detroit area to once again be on the map for something where it's a story about a teenager who was running drugs and in jail for life. But we do. If one's doing it, fine. Yeah. Although I can't remember how much was actually filmed here and how much wasn't. I I think I want to say it was a sad amount wasn't actually filmed here, which is R for the chorus. Thanks a lot, Governor. Way to go. Um, I am a huge HGTV fan. Of course, of course I am. Is it? Does your wife? Is she all in on the HGTV? No. Does she torture you? She's a director. She's a decorator, but. Um, Here's the thing. Every, every time I watch HGTV, it's when I go to the doctor's office and I have the only time. It's constant, like, on a loop there, it seems. Yeah. I've seen these faces before. And these two dudes. These two dudes. Yeah, there's a show on there called Property Brothers. It's been on for quite a long time. Yeah, These twins, the guy on the left tries to help the couple or the family find a new house. And, um, and sell their old house. And then the guy on the right does more of the building and the remodeling of wherever they're going to move into. So they don't have to spend as much as usual, but they can still have the dreamy things that they wanted built into where they're going to move. It's always Because it's like the, like the wife's like, oh, I catch butterflies part time, and my husband dreams for 60 hours. What's your budget? 900,000. 900,000. Cash. <laughs> no questions job? asked. You don't want to know. Butterflies don't cost that much. I know. HGTV is purely working with people who are laundering money. Like part of the <laughs> Yes. Because there's just no explanation for it. It actually, a lot of these shows, it just makes me happy that I don't live in California. Because they will be, not this show, but they will be redoing houses that are like the size of a postage stamp. And, and like the, the lowest, lowest price on them will be six hundred thousand, and no on TV, up. no lawn. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't understand how anybody survives in that state. Or how do you, how do you, how do you make a living to cover those costs? I can't understand it. But anyway, of these two guys on the show, very charming, very handsome gentleman. The uh, the one on the, in the blue suit is Drew, and he had a longtime girlfriend, just recently got married. But the other brother, Jonathan, still single, and he just uh, revealed to everybody that The Bachelor, the show The Bachelor on ABC, has been courting him hard. Wow. I mean, you got, you got your little bit of fame, you got your show, and I don't, you know, when we go to commercial break, we are 100% going to Google. We are going to look up the height of these two boys and find out if David is going to be the tallest man in the room or if the Property Brothers are actually taller than him.
But um, yeah, he said that they've asked him, I think four times total now, and they asked him for this most recent season um, of The Bachelor, which is weird because the way they've been doing it more recently is that they just, somebody who was a reject from um, The Bachelorette, maybe made it relatively far, but the fans liked him, he then becomes, and they do the same thing the other way around. Well, they'll just take a, a woman who was trying to win a Bachelor, didn't win in that season, and then give her her own season. <laughs> it's depressing. Everything is describing. It's depressing. <laughs> so, yes, he was. I put it on him for sticking by, you know, he was like, you know, I'm just going to do this the old natural way and not have a show about Exactly. He's not above reality TV because he was on Dancing with the Stars. That's true. But uh, he doesn't want to try and find a fake girlfriend by going on The, uh, the Bachelor. Now, yesterday we showed you the photo and they are kind of doing a, a poll to see whether or not Alex Trebek is going to keep his beard that he came back with. They just started their bazillionth season and Alex Trebek came back with a full-on snowy white beard. And we'll see if he keeps it or not. But somebody else who's been rocking the snowy white beard recently, which is weird because his hair is still dark, is Stephen Colbert. And he feels like this guy's stepping on my beard territory. So on his show this week, he laid out a challenge for Alex Trebek. Hey, anybody here watch Jeopardy? Yeah. I love it. I love it. It's the only place outside of Crate and Barrel where you can hear somebody say, I'll take potpourri for $200. <laughs> now, the show recently came back for its 35th season, and Alex Trebek was sporting a new look. Because so many of you people asked about it, I decided to regrow my mustache, but as you can see, things got a little out of hand. These hairs kept attracting friends. Very cute. Although it's a little mean to brag about attracting friends in front of Jeopardy contestants. <laughs> but oh. I, I have got a beef with Trebek's beard, and I'll put it in a way Jeopardy fans will understand. The clue is Alex Trebek. <laughs> Who's trying to steal my new look? <laughs> because check out this daily double. Look at this. Look. He's just sporting a cheap Canadian knockoff of the cold beard. <laughs> I have not been... I have not been this angry at a game show host since Bob Barker tried to have me spayed or neutered. <laughs> and I've got a message for Trebek. Step off, beardy come lately. There cannot be two cold beards. There can barely be one. Still hoping this side fills in behind. I love it. Between the two of them, it's actually, depending on what categories they choose, this could be a dead heat if they go trivia question to trivia question. Yeah. Okay, if, the, if Lord of the Rings is one of the categories, which is his obsession, I don't think there's anyone on planet Earth. I don't even know if J.R.R. Tolkien could beat him in. Lord of the Rings trivia contest. So I hope Trebek takes him up on it, is a guest on a show, does the thing, and then somebody shaves their beard. But I'm kind of hoping that it's Colbert that shaves it. Because the white with the dark hair doesn't match, looks weird. And Trebek uh, kind of looks hot with the white beard, I'm just going to say. Which is weird, because I was never hot for him until he had the beard. Now, when we get back, I didn't think it was possible, but it's possible. Norm Macdonald found a way to make a controversy worse 
by trying to apologize. He did a real good job, and we will tell you what he said next on Pop That Culture. Hey, you guys, it's Raphael with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Quickly and safely as we possibly can. Please stop in and see why everybody comes from all over to get their car serviced at 784 North Pontiac Trail in Wald Lake. At Murray's Park City, we're known for offering customer service you won't get in any chain store or online. But don't take it from me, just listen to what our customers have to say. The employees at Murray's are knowledgeable, courteous. They make you feel like you're at home. Pick up a can of Seafoam Fuel System Treatment for only $6.99 or a 5-quart container of Mobile One Motor Oil for just $28.95. Murray's Park City and Pontiac Trail at Maple Road in Wald Lake. We've got the parts you need when you need them. It's at Pop That Culture Detroit and see all kinds of fun videos. Yes, we always have to point to the sign because it's right there and it gives you a clue. Where to go? Where do I go? I go to at Pop That Culture Detroit. Um, yes, we have uh, a sticky pants Joe. He is really not feeling well, super ill, and so we have the fantastic David filling in once again, NRM superstar, jack of all trades. Are you? I'm like ill, I'm ill, I'm ill. Oh. Remember the 90s? I do. I do. That's not what I was thinking, but yes. I'm chilling ill. Very much so. You are also a person who said that you I've been yeah, so inspired by like, Norm MacDonald. Norm MacDonald has been touted as like a comedian's comedian, and for that reason, his jokes don't land with like a lot of. I'm not like, oh, I'm so smart. Let's move on. It's just like he does like a lot of very subversive jokes, and so Norm became sort of like an inspiration to me mm -hmm. as far as like comedic timing and all stuff goes. You built your comedy on Norm MacDonald? Yeah, a little bit. And it's, it's very unfortunate seeing this happen because it's like he's turning into a senile man. He kind of is. Um, he, the story came out that he had done this interview where he was asked about, because he's friends with Roseanne Barr and Louis C.K., and apparently he sort of brought the two of them together to commiserate because um, really both of them were really... Uh, in a small club of people who could understand what it was like to go through the hurricane of um, this kind of scandal. Mm -hmm. And so he said, he said a lot of things, but the thing I think that bothered people the most is when he said that um, these two could understand each other because they lost everything they had in one day, and the victims never had to go through that. All, all he had to do was just drop off that last part of it. Right. right. Like, they, all he had to say was that they lost everything in one day, and then everybody would understand. Right. So <clears throat> he then thought it would be a good idea to go on the Howard Stern show and try and explain himself. That's where you go when you want to explain yourself. Yeah. You know what, actually, to be honest, um, I mean, Howard Stern has sort of changed and morphed, and he's become yeah, more the guy that's known for, like, long-form interviews. And here's the fact, there actually are a lot of, even going back in the, in the archives, there's a lot of really good interviews. That he's yeah. Had. But it's still, like, it's, it's interspersed with people who are, Sure. Yeah, yeah there's still, the other shenanigans are still <laughs> happening. 
but Norm Macdonald goes on there and um, he did sort of sound like a senile old man, you're right, where he kept forgetting the right names to say when he was trying to defend himself or talk about people. And it was actually, it was kind of sad, but um, partly he said um, that I'm completely behind the Me Too movement. You have to be Down syndrome to not feel sorry for the victims of harassment. Come on, me too is what you want for your daughters and you want that to be the future world of course and i meet all kinds of women with terrible stories of what's happened to them so i wasn't talking about the victims they asked me about roseanne and then for good measure he repeated himself down syndrome that's my new word so um that was horrible and it was like he was he was gonna maybe be able to walk away from the controversy of what he had said before and then I don't, I don't know. I do not know, but yeah, lots of people on Twitter about it, like, this is ridiculous, and I, you know, you made it 100% worse by saying what you said, and I don't even think he got it. Like, I don't even think he understood that he stepped into another controversy, because he kept repeating it. Well, here's the thing, is that if you've ever, if you've ever watched Norm do a stand-up, or watched him, even on his, uh, podcast that he did, the Norm McDonald Live or whatever, he says like a lot of stuff that really walks that line between, mm -hmm. is this appropriate or is this him just having to and you know, nine times, well, ten times I think he's having to because this is how this is right. But that's sort of situational if what you're doing is... But if you're apologizing for saying something incredibly wrong, you don't throw something even more wrong in your apology. You don't need jokes in your apology because you don't need jokes of that color in your apology. Yeah, it doesn't. Very blue and very not cool. No, um, and then what's interesting too is so earlier in the show we were playing the bit on with um, Fallon in the Tonight Show um, called uh, was it Tell the Truth? I don't remember. Anyway, where the McConaughey bit, um, Norm Macdonald was also supposed to be in that bit. So he showed up for the Tonight Show because they filmed that stuff earlier, and they were like, um, "Yeah, we're gonna uh, we're gonna not have you in that bit." <clears throat> and he, it was like the other producers that had come over to talk to him about it. And then finally, Jimmy came in the room, and he's like, "I'm so sorry, man." He's like, "I don't know what to do. What do you want me to do?" And so Norm Macdonald said, "Well, let's just." I'll go out and still do an interview portion because he has a new Netflix show or special or something that he was there to promote. And he's like, and we'll, we'll front load it with talking about that stuff. And then at the end, we can sort of explain what happened. I can apologize and whatever, whatever. And Fallon was like, okay. And then he leaves and he comes back and he said, I'm so sorry and you're welcome back any other time. But right now, we're just cutting you completely from the show, which... I don't, I don't think, think we need any more Tonight Show apologies. I don't think that's the right venue for stuff like that. Because it's really like Tonight Show to have a good time, to laugh. I don't think I want to hear someone apologize for their blatant misogyny and just wrong world Right. Yeah. No. the whole Kramer incident? Yeah. And then he went on Letterman and signed. And everybody thought it was a giant joke. There are people in the Hugh Grant crashing. apologized on late night TV though, didn't he? Yeah. I think Fallon is gun I think Fallon is gun shy because he he took so much 
um, hell for doing the whole Trump interview and tossing Trump's hair and being all super friendly. People still kind of give him crap about that. And so I don't think he wants to have any controversy on his show if he can avoid it. And for this, he was like, I'm a step away. You can come back another time. But that was right because his brand is just this little boy who's just having fun. Yeah. Now he's, he's, up there. <laughs> he's not a little boy. He's no. still Now there is another controversy, a raging debate. I did not realize people had such strong feelings about this. But um, actress and now turned politician Cynthia Nixon um, was in New York, and she went to a very famous place, the legendary Zabar's Market, and she ordered a bagel. And she wanted it to have locks, capers, red onions, cream cheese, and tomatoes. But she wanted it on a cinnamon raisin bagel. And people went crazy on this. First of all, they thought it was a disgusting combination. Second of all, there is specifically in New York hatred for these cinnamon. They think that it shouldn't even be called a bagel or amongst the bagels, like onion, plain, poppy seed, like the classics only, that there's savory, none of this sweet, desserty type bagel. I mean, it's it's almost like the pineapple on pizza hatred that they have for the cinnamon raisin. I wouldn't go so far as to say there's no place for a sweet bagel. I just... Screw raisins. Let's just get it out there. Let's just open it out there. Screw you, raisins. They don't belong in anything. They don't belong in cereal. They don't belong in your mouth. They belong in the garbage can. Decomposing where all the other drills are. You wouldn't need a disgusting grape you found in your fridge. Why are you eating and giving to you? You paid for them. Stop. So much anger towards the raisins. Do you remember when they used to sing like Motown songs and the California raisins? I was actually dressed up as a California raisin as a little baby. Showing my age. Oh man! Wow, yeah. I know there. It's a very controversial thing, the raisin, but I didn't realize that it also extended to the cinnamon raisin. This, this combination of that. It's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot of salty to go with sweet, which is something that I like. But I can understand how people would be kind of grossed out by capers and locks, and then the aforementioned satanic raisins in there and. Yeah, yeah, people are just really not having it and taking it out, of course, of the Nixon. Yeah. Who, that's her, that's her go-to order. What are you going to do? She's going to take it out of New York. Well, kind of, yeah. All right, on this show, we have talked about how people have tried to restore religious paintings and artifacts and statues and artworks before. And when we get back, we are going to show you the latest attempt. It is... Not, Not the most, most egregious, but um, possibly the, the brightest one that we've ever seen. I feel like this religious statue we're going to show you when we get back belongs in maybe like Miami or something. I mean, it's very like neon glow colors of, I feel like, you know, Toucan Sam's going to be flying by at some point or something. But yes, uh, we will show you the latest religious artifact disaster next on Pop That Culture. Hi, I'm Andy. And I'm David. Join us for fun and adventure on our new show, PodQuesters, where we fight through imaginary battles and pray to the dice gods for good rolls. Yes, it's an epic, sweeping adventure where we try to fulfill our destinies without driving the Dungeon Master crazy. I thought that was the point. Anyways, check us out here on NewRadioMedia.com, Fridays, PodQuesters. See you there.
Advertising your business these days can be challenging. Traditional radio and TV ads are expensive and frankly, a bit of a crapshoot. Not to mention, the audience for over-the-air material is shrinking as more and more of us demand to see and hear what we want, when we want. Advertising on new radio media is a solution. With our live streaming programs that are also available on demand, your message is always ready when your customers are ready to watch and listen, all for a fraction of what you'd likely have been paying for other ads. NewRadioMedia.com. Call Buzz Van Houten at 248-939-9999 for more information. A study from Johns Hopkins researchers indicates a high-fat diet may lead to the development of new nerve cells in your brain that influence how much you eat. But it's also been known for decades that the brain continues to form new nerve cells well into adulthood. So for now it appears the process occurs not only in the parts of your brain associated with memory and a sense of smell, but also in the ones that control your various body functions including hunger and thirst. One researcher believes that your brain functions this way as part of your body's survival mechanism. When food is abundant, it generates cells that will make you eat more and make you store excess calories as fat for use when food is not readily available. But the problem with humans, particularly those in developed countries, is that food is almost always readily available. So the more you eat, the more fat you store and the greater becomes your appetite. With another prescription for your health, I'm Dr. Jim Bragman. a couple examples on this show before and the most recent one happened in June. Spain just is not good at restoring old statues and religious artifacts and bringing them into the now. So, I don't know if you know this, but it's, it's, it was sort of discovered a while back. Mm -hmm. You know all those Grecian marble statues with the, the pale white and all? Yeah. A lot of those used to be painted in really bright Really? Really bright, flamboyant colors. And they discovered this by using like x-rays to find like the paint that was still like etched in the marble. Yeah. And so they, they were able to recreate like into the, the cracks they could see? Like, gaudy? Gaudy. It is super gaudy. Like they painted okay. all these like bright greens and day glow yellows. And Interesting you should and say. And we see these classical white statues that are just like Beautiful and simple and yeah. Yeah. Okay, because there is a 15th century wooden sculpture of Mary, Saint Anne, and baby Jesus, which uh, is in a chapel in Spain, and uh, a woman who is not a professional artist and who just a tobacco shop owner felt like it needed a little something. So she decided to do this neon paint job, and it is... I mean, this is a bad paint job all around. It's just flat. It's, yeah, she didn't do it like the Kardashians could teach her about contouring. Do something. Yeah, like, look at all the detail on that little right. And then you lose it all. Just ridiculous. So it's a, let's get the wooden... Let's get a little wooden close-up of Jesus. Let's get the it's next picture. Jeez, that's all right. So he's got lots going on there. Looks like he's holding an apple. Good. Little face or whatever. And let's see the after on Jesus, if we could. Oh, oh, Jesus. That is, 
That is bright. That I don't know. Oh, it's a ball now. I thought it was an apple, but I guess it's a ball. Yeah, exactly. It's a robin's egg. Because there were so many robins in that area. Um, yeah, Jesus. We are really sorry about what happened to you. Okay. And then, uh, you know, there is, this is atrocious, but really the, the best one. The one that will go down in the, the history books is Monkey Jesus. Yeah, Monkey Jesus. I mean, it's so close. It's like it's hard to tell. Wait, which one was the original? Like in Twinsies, Jinx. Yeah, ridiculous. So just stop. Just let things age and crumble. And if you aren't a professional person who restores pieces of artwork, don't do it. Don't do it. That was fine. Yeah, no. Um, we do have the American Music Awards nominations that have come out, and a ton of them went to Cardi B, which is good because she's been having a bad week with the whole fight thing that happened with, with Nicki Minaj. And then a crap ton of nominations also went to Drake, who we didn't realize until now is also kind of having a bit of a bad go of it. Because oh yeah, Drake and his multi-million dollars. Have, oh, oh, I'm so sorry for you that this one time, this one pretty this lady one didn't say yes. Super <laughs> didn't say yes to All I these know. other hot women like Jennifer Lopez and Rihanna, you've been there, but you didn't get to go to Heidi Land. Um, Heidi Klum was just on with Ellen DeGeneres, and she came on the show because she was talking about how Project Runway. Um, she and Tim Gunn are leaving it even though they started the show and they are doing their own thing on Amazon. But, and I don't even know how she found this out, but um, Ellen was asking Heidi Klum about Drake because in February when Heidi was a guest, they had played Who Would You Rather? And basically they put up images of two guys on the screen and she'll say this guy, that guy, this guy, that guy, and they could go through a million. And she was all about Drake, which inspired him to find somebody who could get him Heidi Klum's phone number. He knew, he knew somebody who knew somebody who could get him the golden number for Heidi Klum. And he sent her a text because he thought she went on the show and made it sound like she was crushing on me. She wanted me. I'm in there. This is going to happen. And then Klum ghosted him. Nothing. Zero. So here's Heidi Klum talking about the Drake incident. Drake, he did. He Drake called you. Yeah. He did. Oh my gosh. Sorry, Drake. Uh, yeah. This was hilarious, you know what I mean? He was basically like a week too late. Yeah. Wait, he called like a week after it aired? I don't remember when it was. In a, and I didn't even have his number. Or he didn't have my number. How did he, know how how he well. find you? Because someone who I know knows him. And I guess he asked to have my number. And then he texted me. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is so weird. But then I, you know, I never texted him back because I found the love of my life. Wait, wait, he texted you and you didn't even respond? No. <laughs> I mean, what do you do? All right, first you don't buy your own laundry detergent. <laughs> now you don't even text Drake back when he reaches out to date you? Like, what do you say? You like, say, do you want to go out? And I'm like, no, what is this? Better not to say anything. Did he say, do you want to go out? He probably just said, hey, what's up, right? Stop it rather right there. <laughs> Really? Yeah. All right, well, let's, but still. I'm embarrassed about it. Yeah, well, you, you need to text him back and say, sorry, uh, 
You know, where's the camera? Where should I... Drake, I'm sorry I didn't text you back. Yeah. But, yeah. Be cool. Yeah. <laughs> I still love your music. Yeah. I still love your music. I'd probably come to the concerts very soon. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're not going to be able to get in. No, I buy, it's fine. I'll, it's fine. I'll buy a ticket. <laughs> Yeah, she is currently dating a guy who's in some band, and he's like 17 years her junior. And why not? Because when you are older and you still look like Heidi Klum, giddy up, do it. Do what you want. That guy's that guy's loving life right now that he's with Heidi Klum. He doesn't care that she's 17 years older. So. Exactly. That's a win-win for him, whether she stays with him or breaks up with him, because he can just write music about her. No. no? No, I'm not a big Drake fan. Uh, I think he's ruining that sort of segment of music. Hmm. Learning so, so many things about you today. Um, you like to only be the tallest man in every room. Hate raisins. Hate raisins. And you feel like Drake is ruining stuff. So that's good. Now, what are your feelings on Sesame Street, sir? I love Sesame Street. Good. Well, thank God. Thank God you don't have any raisin attitude about Sesame Street. Because that would break my heart. One of the biggest, I think, uh, perks of being a celebrity, private planes and, uh, you know, chefs and all of these other things when you become a celebrity, whatever. But one of the biggest perks is you may have the opportunity to do a cameo on Sesame Street. All the other stuff, whatever, whatever. But I'm sorry, you mean I get to be in the same room as Grover and it. Cookie Monster. I, I love it because Big Bird. Like, you, I'm, I'm sure all these people have been on there growing up watching Sesame Street and you learn so much stuff from that about, you know, interacting with people and dealing with life and stuff like that. And you get to go on there with all these people who taught you everything and also teach other kids. Although I will say, much as it feels like it would be a dream come true to be on the set and to actually be able to interact with them. It would also kind of break my heart a little bit to see yeah, the hand up the puppet butt and like see the actual strings and, and the, like Ralph, the dude who's actually running the puppet or whatever, like at your feet. I'm so sweaty. Are you done yet? Yeah, so I feel like it would ruined some of the magic and yet it is also still my dream to be able to be on Sesame Street and Seth Rogen just got to have that dream come true so he tweeted yes I can in fact tell you how to get to Sesame Street and he is there with Grover and Elmo and Abby and Cookie Monster although if I was on the show I mean I know Abby and Elmo are the new hotness but I'm only interested in like the old Muppets and puppets yeah like old Grover and that big like burly guy who's like <laughs> I mean if I could Snuffleupagus was always one of my favorites for sure definitely but people couldn't stop once he tweeted this out instead of seeing it as like oh yay they're so excited from all they could do was make weed jokes about Seth Rogen. I mean, that's where he's at, unfortunately. Like, there, he also had posted a picture of him with Oscar the Grouch, and someone posted, um, I hope he didn't roll him up and smoke Oscar the Grouch because he looks like a big pile of, like, kush weed or something. And um, when you're so high, you end up on Sesame Street. Oh, here's the one. Did Seth try and grind up and smoke Oscar the Grouch because he looks like a really strong strain of Kush? Um, why do you think Cookie Monster loves cookies so much? He's got the munchies for sure. Big Bird is on something too because he's seeing a giant talky woolly mammoth. Okay, you on that. He's no longer invisible to everybody else. Snuffleupagus is real, okay? 
Bigger saw him the whole time. He's not imaginary friend. Someone asking, um, did you smoke out, Big Bird? Good things, the good thing the puppets can't inhale. Uh, were the numbers of the day for the counts account four and 20? I mean, it just, nobody was happy for Seth Rogen. All they could think about was weed and him and the puppets. And then someone pointed out, well, Sesame Street has moved to HBO, so maybe they're gonna do an episode about legalizing pot I know exactly now something that is not clean and pure and and is really I, it's it's from the depths of hell I don't know what this thing is it's a terrifying to look at have you heard of the Smoked watermelon ham? I'm almost sad that you've made me learn about this. Do you have the picture of the smoked watermelon ham? Oh, look at that! That's a crime scene right there. I don't. How is that watermelon? I don't understand. There's a place in um, New York called Duck's Eatery, and they just made this thing up. And, and people, people became, became so obsessed, obsessed with it. There's a 30-day waiting list to get a full smoked watermelon ham. And it'll cost you $75 for it. That is absolutely insane. It's just watermelon, right? Yeah, I mean, they have a whole, they have a whole process. Is it like covered in like ham slices? Like what's going on there? No, they just, because they cut it to make it look like it. Yeah. So they brine it in a salty solution with coriander, oregano, and wood ash, which gives it the tough exterior. Then it's dried and smoked for half a day, and then it's scored so it looks like a ham, seared in a pan, and then basted in its own juices, which gives it a smoky flavor that people said doesn't taste like meat doesn't taste like watermelon it's like some sort of weird bastardized in the middle yet refreshing thing oh please i hate watermelon because it's so it's a little weird like it's just like it's either like grimy and nasty or it's like the best thing you've ever eaten and there's there's no way to find out what you eat like, like everybody's like, like you, 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 you hit it, you hit it, you, hit it. you, you listen, listen for it, it. you right. smell it. No, none of that works. It's, it's just, it's just. A, a, do you feel that way? Whatever it is. Do you feel that way about cantaloupes or honeydews? Because there's also a risk you don't know how it's going to be until you get in there. Hey, you are not a melon fan. Who knew? John Cougar, Melon Camp. You hate him too. Nope, not going to do it. Like those sultry sweet tones of his. Yeah, this that whole that whole smoked watermelon ham thing. It's just I don't know if I can eat something that looks so bizarre, and it might taste delicious. But just when you're getting in there, and I'm wondering what the consistency of that is. I mean, it's still gonna have a little bit of that watery texture to it, but they've dried it out too. So texture, I'm sure the interior is like, but it's like once you've like. It's sat in a smoker for X amount of hours. <laughs> yes. like it's gonna, 
It's a weird one. It's a weird one. It is a taste sensation that apparently people are in love with right now. And I say no. And David barely said hell no. Yeah, he is not. down myself. He's not happy about that. All right, when we get back, we have one of the most embarrassing photos for a dad ever. And we will show it to you next on Pop That Culture. Want to stay informed, entertained, and enlightened? Get connected and stay connected today to New Radio Media. The New Radio Media app is now available for download in the Apple and Google Play Store. Just search for NRM Streams for unlimited access to archived, live, new, exciting, and unique content. Welcome to Geektainment Weekly. All for free. Do it now. Stay connected. <laughs> And action. And millions of ducks. Two guys go to newradiomedia.com. The Arts and Entertainment Channel on New Radio Media. Dot com. What's going on in your neighborhood? They say it takes a village. It's the simple things. The things that are a testament to the old. And the things that are a testament to the new. Know what's going on in your community. Check out our community channel on newradiomedia.com. It's all about you, and that's the way we like it. Where you're going. What you do to stay fit. What you're eating. What you're thinking. And how you're feeling. Join the conversation at NewRadioMedia.com's Lifestyles channel. Stream the life you want to live. Once again, for uh, just jumping right in and filling in for poor Mr. Joe, who is not feeling so well today. He couldn't pop any kind of culture today, except for <laughs> that. I feel like that thing would legitimately cause many stomach aches. Oh my God! Yeah. It's, oh, and then if you had milk with it, milk was a poor choice. Um, there is a Twitter user at Roasted Weenie who posted pictures of her dad's new credit card. And the company said, would you like to add a photo to your card? <clears throat> Which he thought was going to be like the one on the left with the teeny tiny picture. And yeah, to help with identity theft, whatever. This one on the right, he, the whole card is his, just everything. Like this card is his face. Which I think is a better identity theft thing because how are you going to use someone else's card? Like that? You can't. 
I know it looks weird because they're they sort of blurring out the numbers and all the things or whatever, so you can't get like the full effect of the fact that like it's just a giant close up of his face for the entire card. I wonder though if this would actually be good not only for um, to help protect against identity theft, but also to keep someone from spending too much money on their charge card oh, each month. Because like, oh, you're, you're like, I don't. Well, at least at stores. <laughs> yes. At least at stores anyway. You can still online shop. It's not a big deal. But like, if you go to a store and you have to hand over your face to the card, he's like, here's my dad card. I'm answer my card, but I don't want to show them this. I know. Exactly. I get a chance at this time. Well, I love other people were sort of responding to this girl who uh, was talking about her dad, and one guy said that the picture that he had sent to the company, um, he, again, thought it was just going to be like a tiny picture of his face. So he sent them a picture that was a good one of his face, but it's also him posing like this. And they used that picture of him posing, again, as like the full and not just the this part. And that's, again, extremely embarrassing to actually use your credit card if that's what it looks like. But make something like that would be funny, like, you know, you have to, like, insert the card into the chip reader. Oh, if it makes a sound? That would be amazing if we, if all of a sudden our credit cards became sound cards. Oh, yeah. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Don't spend that money. Like the Pillsbury Doughboy. You're tickling me. Yeah, I think that's the next. Like iteration go. of what's going to happen to cards. You have to have them speak to you, and you speak to the card. You have a conversation, trying to justify your purchase. Yes, exactly. You really need another Xbox. That's something that you're supposed to do. Okay. I like it. I like it. I anything that can help keep spending. Yeah, exactly. Now this next mashup I also loved, which is an artist who sort of brought Star Wars and the Pixar characters together. I wanted to see what um, the Star Wars characters would look like as Pixar versions. And so this is what they came up with. Sully, I think, is so good as Chewbacca. I kind of love it. I really like the Han Solo there. That's, I'm assuming, Mr. Incredible as uh, Han Solo? The face is different because they didn't do like the eye thing. Yeah, so it's uh, Elastigirl as Princess Leia, which is good. <clears throat> Edna Mode as Darth Vader is kind of amazing because yes. her hair looks like the Darth Vader helmet anyway. Mm. Um, and then you've got the old dude from Up as the Emperor, which is spot on. And then Syndrome as Kylo Ren. Oh, I know, the little things come out. <laughs> tennis balls on his walker. That's amazing. And then Mike is Yoda. I'm also kind of a fan of with that too. I'm actually not sure who Luke is though and I don't know I couldn't this doesn't actually say what the artist wanted or based Luke off of I mean, it is Mr. Incredible like, the eyes are different but it, it's, it is still fun it still captures the, the mix between both of them so yeah or is he the kid from the Incredibles one of the kids no 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 I can't actually even figure that out but yeah no I love it they did a, a great job on that one um you also did a great job helping us out today. Yay, David! This is where you get to plug the 800 other shows that you oh, do on sure. NRM. Uh, so there's Ornery Gamers on Fridays. Ornery Gamers on Fridays. Is, this, is that where you bitch about um, musk melons and raisins? Yeah, or, or? Oh, I should. I should just really like an entire fruit episode of Ornery Gamers. <laughs> And? So, Podquesters, me and my biggest friend, Andy Bishop, along with our other compatriots, 
as we do our D&D campaign, so tune into that also on Fridays at 7. What? So much David, so little time, I can't believe it. I will be in Cincinnati this weekend, so come see us there as well. Woo! Tomorrow is Joe going to be here? We don't know, but we'll be back with Pop That Culture. Bye.